Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT. What's up, guys? I'm Joey. And today we are talking about tips for better learning in BJJ. Now, everybody learns differently. Some people like to watch instructionals. Some people like to do endless drills. Some people just show up to class and seem to be able to get better that way. I don't fuck with instructionals. <laughs> I do. I mean, we're all different. That's all good. Uh, <laughs> But what we're going to do is we're going to just give a, a pretty quick summation of how both Joey and I are very different, how we find ways to learn jiu-jitsu a bit quicker, and maybe that can help you. I'm going to actually throw to Joe first. Is there something that you particularly like to do that's helped you in your jiu-jitsu journey, Joe? I am a low-information diet kind of guy. Cool. Took that terminology from Tim Ferriss when I read, I think it was a four-hour work week, where sure. he was talking about low-information diet don't distract yourself with consuming all this extra information that you're potentially not making use of anyhow. Sure. Wasn't necessarily a deliberate thing in reference to jujitsu, but I just have always felt that what's going on in class is enough for me. I have a hard enough time assimilating that. So I've never really gone beyond that. Right. That said, in recent years, I have seen more benefit to being a little bit proactive outside of whatever's being taught in class because obviously whatever's being taught in class isn't necessarily relevant to your game yeah seeking the advice of people such as yourself as you know my coach adam being like hey man i'm having this specific problem what do you reckon sure that is pretty much how i do it mm. um i like the idea of instructionals i think i bought one yeah when we first put our dvd on mm, fanatics yeah, yeah. and i was yeah, like oh sure. i should test this out and see how it works and i bought a a Lockie Giles front headlock series? Yeah, definitely. Still haven't opened it. No, it's good. And I mean, look, I trained with Lockie for, you know, many Respect years. Respect to Lockie, yeah. Yeah, I, I also have that instructional, but I possibly watch more of it than you. <laughs> and the problem I find with instructionals, I get a bit bored. And especially if you, if you guys are out there hearing this and you own a Danaher or even, even, you know, any of those guys, I think the only guy, Craig Jones is probably the only one who puts jokes in. Right, he's kind and, of fun. And does it on, and sometimes you're like, is this a technique or is he just, make, is he just making is fun he of trolling us? me right now? Right now. <laughs> and I'm paying for the glory of it. Me personally, the thing I found helped me get a lot better around blue and purple belt was we had a group of friends, four or five people. And if we could, we'd get together either like a Saturday Arvo or a Sunday. And we just, it was partly group therapy of like, man, I got smashed with this this week. And then we'd all kind of talk about it, but we would- oh, Those purple belts suck, don't they? Yeah, I hate purple belts. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, yeah, it was, it was the collective brains trust. Some of us trained together and some of us didn't, but we had an opportunity like, oh, I do this in this situation. Oh yeah. And then we kind of work through it. And it, it was almost like a, a study group slash brainstorming. And I actually found just doing that one day a week, that- answered more of my questions than going to class because actually don't get me wrong you got to go to class you got to train but oftentimes what was being done in class didn't necessarily answer my questions and sometimes when i'd ask questions the answers i got almost were like a little bit cryptic or just don't get there book a private bro yeah just pay for it <laughs> pay extra for it so 
that for me has always been a thing. And then I guess I've simmered that down to having someone reliable, maybe not unlike yourself, Joe, to um, be able to say, hey, man, what are you doing here? What am I doing here? And then talk through that and then say, oh, maybe there's a problem with this. And just going back and forth, just someone's different perspective helped me understand jujitsu better, faster. I think that's a really cool thing to do. I wish I had have done that actually. And it just was never, I don't know, it just didn't eventuate with the guys that I was coming up with. And yeah, I see guys that do it now. You can see there's a group of guys at Alliance that are doing it and you can see guys here at Jungle Brothers and they come in and they're like, oh, I had that thing we are working on last week. And you're like, oh, damn, these guys are like working on some shit. They're working it. Yeah. Yeah. And you really do see an acceleration of development. Definitely. I used to be kind of staunch in this idea of like this culture of instructionals that I thought it was pretty stupid. Yeah. People don't need more information. Like there's already too much information. They just need they to just, get better. Yeah, they need to like enact like or practice the basic shit. Yeah. Um, which some of that might come through on instructional or whatever. But I've changed my mind on that based on where your mind space is at in a class versus a relaxed Sunday, hanging out with a few other jiu-jitsu friends. There's no time pressure. Yeah. You're throwing around some ideas. You're in a different headspace mm. to reflect on your game and what you need and maybe what you're struggling with. Often when you're in class, because things are moving, it's like on a schedule, coach yeah. has their own ideas. You're not in that headspace. Yes, agreed. So, so I do see actually a huge benefit to using instructionals or YouTube videos or whatever when you feel inspired. Yeah. Because that's when you've got like the capacity to start to think a bit differently and maybe be a little bit more analytical about how your game is going. Yeah, you're more like mentally receptive in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Rather no. than like, yeah, let's just get through the three-minute technique round and let's roll. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Which is really, I think, what training is for a lot of people. Yeah, for the best part. And most people don't even want to do that. They're like, can we just roll? Yeah. You know, like I'm just – I'm here for the I'm here for the glory. Like but- soccer training back in the day when coach <laughs> like, guys, we're just going to play a game tonight. Yes. <laughs> 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 let's skip the full play. <laughs> it's done the bang. I think because everybody does learn differently. There's a bunch of people out there who love to watch an instructional drill on their drilling dummy or they've got their the drilling dummy. <laughs> yeah, the drilling dummy I think is a waste of time, people. Like I'll be 100% honest. It's over there next to my iron neck and my uh, Theragun <laughs> massager. <laughs> Brand no. new still in the box, all of it. <laughs> no, well, like, look, you know, a tool is only as good as you have use for it, right? And some people learn differently. I honestly believe the benefit in having a good training partner or a group of friends who you trust and you can work with is you can say to them, I'm going to try this, give me, you know, 30% resistance. And they know what that is. And then gradually over time, you can say, all right, let's give me a bit more. Like, don't, don't let me do what I want, but also don't, don't crush me. Don't smash me. Yeah. And then you just gradually ramp that up. And if we can just draw a parallel or analogy to lifting, that's really good. Like, if you're doing a deadlift, it's good for you to do some warm-up sets or like build yourself up so that when you're ready to apply your technique under maximum tension, the body's prepared. You're not just going, all right, I showed up, you know, move the body around, okay, max lift. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people do when they just come, they skip warm-up, they don't really do the technique and they just roll. Yeah. And this isn't even about injury. This is just about there's so many complicated things going on to get your brain to work in coordination with your body to do this crazy thing, which is jujitsu. So absolutely, I, for me, even I have found that when I was doing jujitsu as much as possible, uh, doing light drilling before class helped my 
rolling and movement like infinitely. Yeah. I don't do that as much anymore. I don't have as much time to dedicate. But just spending some time working on the thing that I'm focused on, that has helped me a lot. And the second thing that I want to add here, which I know this is just my strong nerd side coming out, is just writing down what I'm going to do today. Like You fucking geek. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, you say that. See how much- You're writing shit down. I'm eating acai before training, bitch. Mate, yeah, you wait till you get that cross choke of justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, squeeze that I got full belly, I'm good. Yeah, and I bet that acai is going to come out your nostrils, mate. <laughs> Off my knee right, son. Because I've been writing down my transitions. Yeah. <laughs> knee ride. Joey, Joey, all in capitals. Extra time, yeah. times 10, thousand. I will write it down and I'll set an intention. Now we talked about this relevant and you don't have to write it down. I actually strongly support this. If you're someone who doesn't write stuff down, cool. You know, don't worry about that. It's more about, right, today I'm going for takedowns. I'm not going to pull guard. I'm just really setting that. And doing that is like a form of discipline because it might be really easy, especially if you're going up against someone who's a judo brown belt, but they're a blue belt in jujitsu and you're like, oh, this guy's going to foot sweep me into the floor. You know, you're just like, nah, I got to fight. I got, I got to make myself do this thing I suck at because really that's where you learn a lot from just trying to stick at something. You know, you've told yourself you're going to do it. You've got to put it into application. So we can talk all this crap about instructionals, hanging out with your mates, talking shit. But in the moment, it's kind of sticking to your guns at working your game. Yeah. And that I think that is one of the hardest things to do, not just falling back on like old habits or whatever. Yeah, pen to paper is powerful. I personally don't do it for jiu-jitsu. I do it for many other things. But – I do it just in my head on the way to training where I'm like, all right, what am I working on at the moment? What do I want to get out of tonight's roles? And sometimes I stray away from that, you know, and then you just realize you're just scrapping and then you, you leave class and you're like, oh, I totally went off track. Yeah. I mean, that's fun though, right? Like that's totally, there's value in just like, ah, oh, I just want to yeah, get after it. But I do think that trying to have some sort of process around keeping it intentional Mm. will ultimately help you get a lot more out of it because it will just allow you to address things. Like case in point, I feel like my guard sucks at the moment. My guard sucks at the moment. So I really have to work harder on it. And I was talking to Adam about it and he's like, man, I want you just to, I want you just to play guard. Like yeah. he goes, even though when we roll, he will pull guard because yes. that's just our dynamic. Yeah. He goes, I want you to play guard. So he goes, I'm going to make you play it. And you're, you know, and I'm like, that's great. That's a great intention. Yes. You know, and if I stick to that for a couple of months, you would hope. My guard will improve. No, it will, but it's sometimes it's hard to know when you're doing something very difficult, especially in jujitsu. You could, on the surface, fail hundreds of times at a thing, but doing something wrong hundreds of times doesn't mean you're not better at it. It's maybe it's a new mistake, but ultimately it proves out. But it takes ages. Yeah, because you think how many times in a given session do you actually get to do that thing? Maybe it's only 20 times and you need to do it a thousand times. Maybe it's only once. Maybe, yeah. You know, that's tough. So in terms of accelerating your learning, guys, I think not just spending some extra time on the stuff that you do in class, however you do that, drilling, instructionals, practicing with mates, however you do it, bringing that learning and those ideas to class, that application, that is really what is going to, I don't know about you guys out there, but typically week to week, the structure, like what's being taught in the class will change. So if you're like, hang on, I'm still- Could be some random shit. I'm still working on this thing, but this isn't what I'm doing. You've got to keep it in your mind that no, me personally, when it comes to rolling, I'm working that thing, even though the technique might be different. Love it. 
Awesome. Guys, if you want some help, join the Bulletproof community. People getting strong, mobile, learn to look after themselves. Bulletproof for BJJ.com. We'll see you there. See you. See you.